2021, in a year where COVID has remained rife, we could generally look to county as our source of comfort in the times we've been genuinely class and absolutely laughable. From a hectic January to a last gasp escape from relegation under Yogi, and from a divisive summer to a falling in love with lone players throughout this season under Malcolm Mackay, Staggy's farm wide have been kept on our toes. This is season two, episode 10 of the Staggy's View podcast. It's our end of year episode, and I'm joined by Peter Mackay and Will Comrie. How are you, boys? Very, very good. Fantastic intro. Oh, thank you. I wrote it down. Good effort. Um, So we've procrastinated again. Uh, We'll very quickly go through the five games uh, that have gone past since we last did a podcast. Uh, They are a win versus Dundee, a loss against Celtic, gotten last minute. We got Ralstoned. Another last minute, but this wasn't a defeat. It was a draw against Livingston away from home. Uh, We were on the road again against St. Johnston, secured a a victory despite a Ross Callaghan penalty striking the post. And our last game, uh, despite a Jordan White consolation, we lost 2-1 away from home against Hearts. Uh, how do you basically? How do you see us at this point in the season? Roughly the halfway point, going to the transfer window. How are you feeling? Um, a lot more comfortable and confident than I think all of us were feeling just a few weeks ago. Um, it's been a pretty remarkable turnaround of form. Seven points from five games, and that's including games against Hearts and Celtic and St Johnston. That's a very good last five games. Um. And, you know, we've started becoming a lot more consistent, picking up wins, picking up points, even when we don't look like we deserve to. So it's been very, it's been very positive. I mean, if you take away the the old the games against the old firm, since we beat Dundee 5-0, we've only lost one game, if you ignore the Rangers and Celtic games. And that was the game against Hearts. We've won or drawn every other game, which is pretty impressive, considering we're generally considered to be one of the worst teams in the league at the start of the season. I think we're fourth in the form table right now. Yeah, we were third and until we lost. So, yeah, it's been, you know, I don't, I didn't expect such a, you know, I always thought there'd be, hopefully there'd be an upturn in form, but I didn't expect such a, you know, to, to be so, like, to be so shocked by how well we've have turned it around and how well we're actually playing now. It's almost been the second coming of that one year we were sitting bottom of the league and then all of a sudden we turned into Bayern Munich and won about nine games on the spin and finished seventh. That were, Not, that was our first season under Jim McIntyre, wasn't it? It was mental, yeah. It was crazy. That was brilliant, yeah. Only it's come earlier in the season, which is a lot better for blood pressure. <laughs> okay, um, so... Uh, Will, you, for the start of the season, you weren't on the podcast, but where in general did you predict we'd finish? I thought about 10th. Um, I legitimately thought that Livy would, would go down, but they've kicked on a bit this season after looking quite shaky, but I still think we can finish 10th. Um, I don't want to set the sights too high because it's probably the toughest this league's been for quite a while. But yeah, I think we can stay up and I think we can avoid the playoff place as well. Okay, Peter. What about you? What did you? I've forgotten what your prediction. I think was. I was. I think I was probably overly confident. I think I probably said eighth, ninth, or eighth. I think I probably said. Um, I mean, you could argue that that's still a realistic target. Um, but like Will said, 
considering the start we had, I don't really want to look too far past safety. And I think safety right now would be massive. And then, you know, it would give give Malky a chance to really put a stamp on this team with a, a couple of transfer windows. Yeah, well, I'm going to get onto the transfer transfer window briefly in a second. But I'm just going to say my prediction. I was the Debbie Downer. I said, I think I said 11th, only ahead of Dundee, who came up by playoffs. Um, I'm going to twist. I'm going to go uh, for 10th. The only reason I didn't go ninth is that I think uh, St. Johnson are going to come back into it after the transfer window. Um, I think Davidson's too good. I think their general base is too good, even though they sold their best players for peanuts in the summer. Um, but yeah, speaking of transfer windows, just a brief transfer wish list, I guess, in, in terms of positions. What are you thinking? I think uh, it, it's tough, to be fair, because, you know, with our recent form, it's kind of hard to argue that, you know, we really need something. But I think uh, number one on my wish list is definitely a striker. I think our striker's output hasn't been good enough this season. Uh, simple as that, really, I think we need a striker who can go and score over 10 goals a season. And I don't feel we have that right now. Um, other than that, maybe a centre half, you know, there's probably going to be a few outings. Maybe I think, you know, you could probably expect uh, people like Cole Donaldson and Alex Robertson who have been getting zero game time. They'll be wanting to move on probably. So I think a replacement centre back probably, or maybe even a better centre back who can slot in alongside Baldwin would be, would be massive. Okay, Will? Um, I've said it for a while on Twitter, but I still think that we have a problem in, in the middle of the park. Um, I don't think there's anyone in that in that in the, the middle of the park that we have that can really control the game. And it's shown in the last couple of games when we've conceded late goals, we're just hammering long balls and we have no out ball whatsoever. Um, obviously, a, a better centre half would be nice and a striker. And the other big problem we have is that if, if either Hungbo, Cookie, Clark or Spittle get injured long-term, we might be in trouble. Because there's nobody else in that squad that can replace those four, not even close. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. And, you know, I probably should have mentioned that, but I, I've always thought that, I think, because well, you can expect Cookie and Hangbo to, to, to be starting every game, maybe along with Spittle. But like you said, if one of those gets injured, then that's going to be a big issue. And even still, if they don't get injured, they've still got a massive workload being expected to play all those games. And because we have such a, you know, we have, you know, you could argue we have a big reliance on them to to create our chances and score our goals. So I think maybe another winger to lighten the load would be, you know, would be a very good thing. That's true. I didn't take that into consideration. I think Vulcans aside, we've been pretty lucky on the whole with injuries and Randall. Um, at one point, I was going to say the midfield, I think, I think, I think Cancola could probably control a midfield. I think he's, he's not, since his goal against Livy, he hasn't been the greatest. I thought he's been, I thought he was pretty poor against Hearts. Um, but, that aside, I think he's the closest we have in the middle of the park that can control it. I think uh, Harry Payton can probably do that, but he's a little more chaotic. You don't really know what he's got to do, what he's going to do at certain points. He's like up the charts in terms of fouls in the league. Um, in terms of centre backs, uh, I don't really know know what to expect. We've got Tom Gravosi coming back from Elgin from Elgin. Um, 
I think reinforce. I, I don't think you can argue against reinforcement there, even though we have been better than we have been in a couple of years, really, at the back. And I think I think the only thing I think is probably a must is a striker. Uh, but te- ten goal Scottish Premiership strikers are a, are a hard find. It's a consistency at this level is like a really unpredictable thing for a lot of players even if they have previous for being good so I won't go on too much but uh yeah anything else no I think that I think that sums up our wishes quite well to be honest it's pretty obvious like the biggest problem that we've got in the top flight is that finances players that we could think that could get 10 goals will probably go to league one or the championship or even league two in England rather than come to county because the money's just so much better and the location yeah, indeed. Want to get on some, some awards? Yes, that's the end of year. Uh, I've thrown together some categories. Um, yeah, let's just get, get started. So we've got player of the year, goal of the year, um, blooper reel, uh, best trim, worst trim. These were scraping the barrel. We have the most generic squad in the world. Um, uh, what else do they put down? Celebrations and gold gifs and signing of the summer. I think that's it. And team of the year. Team of the year. Team of the year. Yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So for player of the year, um, I've got down a bunch of names. Uh, I went to the group chat and uh, got some of these. I've got five names. Well, I've got one that I put down at the last minute that I think I want to add, but I'm not sure if he was there long enough because he's one of the ones that left in the summer. Uh, so I've got Spittle, Laidlaw, White, and Harry Payton. Those were the non-negotiables for me. One that came in later after I went to the group chat was Regan Charles Cook, and the one last minute I think I want to put in is Billy McKay. Yeah, I think it's very tough because uh, we, we had such a big turnaround in summer, and I think I guess it's you know I guess would it be fair to give it to someone who's only played half a season I mean you could argue if they've been good enough um so I really don't know what to pick I think for me my winner is um I'm not gonna say what yeah but my winner is like pretty set in stone it's just a I think that no I I think naming nominees is um pretty fun as it is so uh, my logic for Regan Charles Cook was because he started his upturn in form coincided pretty much with Hungbo tearing everyone up. Um, but the reason I've put him in ahead over Hungbo is that even when he wasn't doing great last season under John Hughes, he was a br- pr- brilliant utility option off the bench and starting sometimes, especially when our wingbacks were injured. Yeah, I think again he kind of similar to to Jordan White. I guess you could kind of argue a case for those two because White arrived in January. No one had any expectations. No one was keen on the signing, and then he came in, scored a lot of goals, played really well. Uh, but I don't think he merits it because I don't think he's been good this season. He, he's been decent, but I don't think his form has been the same level. But then I think there's definitely a stronger case for Charles Cook because, like you said. He did play quite a lot last season, just not in a set in stone position. Um, you know, he wasn't out of this world last season. He was very average at best, you'd have to say. Um, but this season, he's just been on another level. He's been ridiculously good. 
So I think I'm torn between him and Harry Payton just because I think I'm a, I'm a big fan of Harry Payton and I think he's been good for the for the past year. When whenever he's played, I don't think he's really done too much wrong. He's always steady on the ball and he can you know like even a bit similar to Charles Cook, he played in a, lots of different positions last year as well. Will, what are you saying? It's over a calendar year. I'm really struggling because from 2021, there's only about two players get pass marks, pretty much, and that would be um, Ross Laidlaw and probably... Um, oh, God, who else got pass marks from last season? I can't even remember who, who it would be. Um, uh, Jason Naismith, probably. Um, someone like Regan Charles Cook was, was honestly pretty dreadful last year. This year, he's been amazing. Yeah. So... For his upturn in form, I'm probably going to go with Regan Charles Cook because I think I said on Twitter, like last year there was a one-on-one Regan Charles Cook, but he was one-on-one with the goalkeeper and he basically fell over his own feet and the ball just trundled through to the keeper. This year, St. Johnston, beautiful ball by Hungbo, dink over the keeper and it's 1-0. So yeah, Regan Charles Cook. Made me eat my words completely and I'm happy. I'm delighted that he has. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah I've got to go Regan Charles Cook as well. Oh, well, well, for once, I'm not going with my favourite player. <laughs> I'd go with I'd go with Blair Spittle. I think yeah. he came back in he came back in January. No, everyone thought it was because of COVID, but he was a revelation. I think he came in as a sub against that game we lost against Motherwell, um, the two one. Uh, he was great. We didn't get back into that game, but he got the start against Celtic. His defensive contribution was amazing. And ever since, he's never really dropped out of the side. And he's become like a proper leader figure and someone you can always rely on to uh, get a goal or assist or put a dangerous ball into the box. I think he's been, I think he's been absolutely stunning. And I think he, he's my player of the year. But I'm not going to complain if Regan Charles Cook is your player of the year. Spittle does get bonus points for putting Stephen O'Donnell on his arse down at Fir Park as well. True. I think I would definitely, I, I would, I think, uh, I think I would be more tempted to go Spittle if he didn't get loaned out for the first half of uh, last season. Obviously, I know it's about the calendar year, but if we're thinking about it as a whole, I think, I think just the upturn of form makes Regan Charles Cook his form now, it makes it so much special knowing how shite he was last year. It's just brilliant. So I think I think I'm gonna stick with that. No protest. Congratulations, Regan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if by like some miracle you're listening. I hope so. That'd be nice. <laughs> um we should tag him on Twitter. Yeah, well, we'll, um, we'll get we'll get it on Twitter. So for goal of the year. Um, we have goal of the year and we have goal of the year uh, not for wingers on loan from Watford <laughs> um, should we just go ahead and say the win- winner of the more broad category because I still can't get over this goal I think you both know what I'm talking about oh definitely it's one already yeah it's uh, it's obviously the free kick against Dundee like even it like even Richie Britton didn't score three kicks from like four well, thirty-five, was it? Yards out. Like he's probably our best free kick taker ever. And that was that was outrageous. Like there's no other word for it. Like I could not believe what I was watching. Yeah, I think 
no one no one can have any arguments about that whatsoever. And if they do, well, you need to have a look at yourself because that's probably the greatest goal I've ever seen in the county top. The thing is, the keeper's actually really well positioned for that goal as well. It's just so far in the corner, even he's even though he's positioned well for it, he can't get to it, which is ridiculous. It's like it's only 40 yards out and he's just smashed it. It's keeper like like yeah, you could even argue that it's like keeper's side as well. Yeah, and it's 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 even more insane because the wall's on that side as well. So that side is completely covered and you just find the very like top bin. Yeah, it is it's so deserving. Yeah, uh well done, Joseph. <laughs> um <laughs> right, so the rest uh I've put down is uh Cancola versus Livy. Uh, Clark versus Livy. Um, different games. Cancola away, Clark at home. Uh, Ian Vigers against Motherwell last game, well, last season. Uh, Harry Clark versus Dundee ran through their entire team. Uh, Blair Spittle against Hearts. He, Blair Spittle's had a lot of similar goals, but this one was with his right foot uh, right after conceding to Liam Boyce. And uh, the last one is Billy Mackay against uh, Kilmarnock last season, the one where he, uh, do you remember the one where he took a Tilson knock on and kind of did a couple keepy ups and whacked it bottom corner? I think you 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 know I'm I'm harping back to my old self, but I'm gonna pick Ian Vigers for the the category of goal of the season, not for wingers on loan from Watford. Um, that goal against Motherwell was just delightful. It was so sweet, curled into the top left, just beautiful. And at the end of the day, I mean, it kept us up. I'm going to yeah, I agree. for um, Harry Clark against Dundee, the one where he basically ran the whole length of the pitch and then did a Rabona. I think that's hard to beat. So it's up to you, Ramsey. Decide. Uh, I'd go with Vigers against Motherwell. Uh, it's a brilliant goal, and I think the sentimental side takes it uh, over the line for me. Um, brilliant curling effort. I think uh, the commentary, Stephen, Tr- Stephen Cragen, um we needed someone to take the initiative to get us back into the game. And I don't think anything describes Vigor's time at County more than that. So that wins it for me. And I think what also makes it quite special is the, the slatings he got last season um, from from pretty much everybody. And I always tried to defend him. And, you know, that really, that really put the cherry on the cake, that goal. Yeah. Yeah, not really much more to be said than that. Um Okay, so we've got a blooper reel. Now, this one, we know what county can be like at the back, but um, it's a bit confusing because for, like, a a blooper reel, you want, like, short, concise things that describe what happened. You don't want, like, Morris loses his man at a, at a corner routine or, like, like, obscure things like that. So it was actually surprisingly difficult to find, like, specific moments that were... Um, aside from like a few elephants in the room. So I do in some ways feel sorry for some of the players that are down here because there really aren't many big things. I think there's one massive thing that we talked about a lot, but other than that, I can't even think of, I can't even think what you've put down. So you're going to have to explain. Yes. So there's, there was Baldwin versus St. Mirren. Uh, Jack Baldwin's been brilliant pretty much ever since, but ducking under football is when you're a centre-back and there's a striker running in behind you is never the best decision-making. 
Uh, we've got Maynard Brewer letting that in at the near post against Dundee United. It's an error, but again, it shows how like difficult it is to find like really specific moments that could go into a blooper reel. Uh, this one's uh, a little, well, a lot less harsh. This one had to be in there. It's laid loss, spilling it against Aberdeen to allow Ramirez to put in a last-minute winner. Uh, this one I thought was a, a little harsh, got mentioned in the group chat. Dominic Samuel's miss against Celtic at uh, 1-0, I think it was. Joe that, was Alex Samuel. that was Alex Samuel, not Dominic. <laughs> You're not I'm still raging about it, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one that I think has been erased from our minds um, because of other events that took part, uh, took place during that game was Billy Mackay missing an open goal uh, against Hibbs. Uh, Cross came in and he was at the back stick about one yard out and he put it wide of the post. Um, and one that I added in the last minute was against St. Mirren um, last season, the game that we lost. Iacovitti seemed to be in control. The ball was coming towards him and he lets it pass le- lets it past him. And Colin Coiner goes flying past him, squares it to I think it might have been Erhan who puts it in the back of the net. And that shows how much we've been scraping the gap, scraping the barrel for this one, I suppose. Yeah, I think there's only one winner for me, and it's gotta be Jack Baldwin. That was just it was just I still can't understand why he did it. So I think that's gotta be it. I would theoretically chuck in um, Harry Clark's <clears throat> errors against against Hearts as a blooper reel thing because both goals come from him messing up multiple times. But other than that, I would go for uh, Baldwin against Quainer. Sort of Yakovic against Quainer. Okay, I'd go with Baldwin. But yeah, Clark, that wasn't his best game. And it's drawn a... To be fair, he was sent here as a centre-back and it's drawn a, a few... Question, question marks over his ability to play there uh, rather than the right back, which I think is interesting. I don't think that's, I think it's a bit harsh, but I, I guess we'll see as the season goes on and we'll have to shift, we'll have to uh, shift positions a bit. So Baldwin against St. Moon. Yeah, yeah, got to be for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's move on. Right, um, I feel like when you're doing uh, awards, I feel like there's an obligatory trim section. Uh I had an absolute nightmare uh, putting this together because there's not really much of note here. If They've all done a, a decent job. I wanted to give a shout out to the phase where uh, Ross Laidlaw, Ross Draper, Alex Yakovi, Stephen Kelly and Ian Vigers all went skinhead. I thought that was great fun. Um, uh, and I was getting salty trying to, uh, I was getting frustrated trying to get names down on my paper. So I ended up for worst trim going, Whole team shocking effort, nothing out there. Well, wow. <laughs> spice it up a bit next year, boys. <laughs> someone get a mohawk or something. Yeah, no, we need someone with a hamzit cut. If only we had Ke- <laughs> Kenny Van der Reg would do it. I know he would. Oh, he would too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the man bun would still win best trim. Oh, absolutely. There's no competition <laughs> at all. He was just a different animal when he had that on his head. That was prime Kenny. Yeah, just what, like, per unsuspecting right winger is going to absolutely get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a similar tune for 
uh, celebrations. I've had to put them in with the the gifs and images that they they put that the social media posts when someone scores for best. I've got uh, Regan's whisk. Absolutely love Spittles Spittles gif gif gif. I always forget um, where he's got the microphone like things on his ears and the the specs on. It's just beautiful. And uh, I can't figure out whether I love or hate Cancolo's boxing gif gift. I'm going to say that every time. Uh, for the worst one, uh, I put Midge's image from last season. That face could give a child nightmares. Um, Dominic Samuels. You know when like players shrug their shoulders? I don't think I've any, seen anyone in my life do it more awkwardly. Um, I've got Ian Vigers just like standing there and... Again, I can't figure out whether I I, I, I love or hate Cancola with the boxing. That I think. Well, what are we starting off with? Worst or best? Uh, I was. This is another. It's like, just save me at this point. I was scraping the barrel. I need to hair <laughs> pair. Right. Well, worst. I think. I think worst. Got to go to Midge for that photo last season. I think that's just haunting. I don't think there's anything. <laughs> Um, I don't think there's anything very pleasing about it, apart from the fact he would have scored every time we see it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not 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 pleasant at all. Um, and that's all I'll say on Midge for now, <laughs> before we get sidetracked. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll definitely agree with Midge is the worst, because that's, that's not good. The second worst <laughs> will be Callaghan's, well, sorry, not, Concola's really lazy, I'm a boxer. <laughs> definitely Midge. Right. I'm, I'm trying to go on the Twitter to watch this Cancola one again because I can't remember what it looks like. He just like two punches, then he does an uppercut, but it's just like you don't know how to box. Jordan White, I've just seen Jordan White's salute. I mean, that's very boring. Um he's a Rangers fan that probably explains Oh it. gosh, yeah. I think wants best, to be Canadian. Yeah. Uh Can- Callah- um, Callahan's is just turning around. It's not very good. Um you know what I want from Ross County in 2022? Oh, that boxing shocking. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it does go along, it does go along with what I want with Ross County in 2022, and that's creativity, not on the pitch, but off it. <laughs> oh, I think I'm about to change my answer and go for that boxing, you know. He's right, not okay, knocking let's, anyone, let's... he's not knocking anyone out with an effort like that. <laughs> Right, uh, David, news resolution, stay out of the handbags <laughs> in the middle of the pitch. Oh, gosh. I think... All right, okay. Um, uh, last award, signing of the summer. Oh, that's tough, you know. I think it's between... Uh, is it tough, actually? Maybe it's not tough. I think it may be Joe Hungbo, you know. It's him or Cammy Clark. It's got to be Hungbo. Gotta be Hungbo, yeah. Hungbo's the most, the more consistent out of the two, you could argue, after Clark's couple of errors. And also, when I shout for Callahan, I think he's been he's been steady. He's not been out of this world. It's definitely not him, but he's been steady. He was kind of the marquee signing. He's not really lived up to it. So, yeah, Joe Hungbo for me. Yeah, I agree. He's been uh, uh, add to the long list of I'm gonna cry when he goes back. I don't know how many times I've said that on this podcast, but it's probably a lot, and it doesn't get less true any time I say it. Yeah, it is going to happen. With each passing game, I realise. 
to be sure, we should be used to it. every summer we lose like Jamie Lindsay or Jason Naismith or or Joseph Hungbo, and it's like it's going to be sad. The next year it'll happen again. So it's just ending cycle of uh, sadness. Don't don't cry because it ends. Smile because it happened. As, as a wise man once said. I don't know who that wise man was, but they said it. They'd said it. Um, team of the year. We've got well, as we do every week, we usually have a lineup for the next match, but. If we were to combine all those over the course of the year, don't actually do that. That would take ages. But just best position, uh, best formation, best player in each position. Let's go. Uh, have we got bits of paper and names on them? Well, I've got a bit of paper with names on it. It's not a complete team because I'm really struggling here with Same. this. I've got a back think- four and two centre mids, but other than that, I've got nothing. I think us struggling to fill a team out is going to be a theme for this, I think, because I've got one position. I'm just like, I don't know who to put in this in this position. Well, we'll start, okay. from, we'll start from goals, because I think we're probably all the same in goals. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's Laidlaw. Yeah. Laidlaw. <clears throat> it's it's got to be, you know, Maynard Brewers come in and been, 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 uh, what, what's, what's superlative I'm looking for here? He's gone better. He's gone better. He's stabilised yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's stabilised. But by no means has he reached the levels of Ross Laidlaw last season. He looks a very awkward keeper, Maynard Brewer. He never seems to do things right. He always seems like he's like maybe a second late or a second too fast. He's quite unorthodox, yeah. Yeah. It's so weird, you know, because I thought he's I thought he looked so assured in his first game. Even the way he like does goal kicks, he like I just he sets himself funny. like Ronaldo, yeah. and it's re- he, dig- like, yeah. he, he he digs the ball from under the ground. Like he, it's not like he's kicking the ball; it's like he's digging it up the way. But do you know what? He's kept a few clean sheets in the past, so he's doing okay. But it's definitely yeah. Laidlaw. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going to start. Been, who else could it have been? It could have been Ross doing. Could it have been? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> did he not get recalled last January? He probably did in January, actually. Yeah, yeah so yeah, played, we had got like... Joe Hilton in. Oh, gosh. <sighs> did he even play? No, he didn't play a minute. No. Surprised you even remembered him because I didn't. I'd say Ross Monroe, but he's not played a minute either. Yeah, I've just realized I've missed a category, but there's a for awards. But I've just realized there's a there's a question at the end that kind of links with it well. So, yeah, carry okay. on. Um, right. Well, we'll go left back and right back then. I'll I've gone. He's probably maybe a bit surprised at this, but we've never have really had a set left back last season. Um. This season, uh, Ben Payton played there. He's not going to merit it. Jake Vaughan's has played a few games. I don't think he's been that good, to be honest. He's been solid, but I don't think he's been that good. So I've gone for a bit of a bit of a curveball maybe here. I've gone for Charlie Larkin at left back. Okay. I know he didn't really play left back a lot, but I think he deserves a spot in the team because I did think he was really good last year. When he came in at left back, he did okay, actually, Charlie Larkin. That's yeah, a fair shout, guess- yeah. Against Livy, and I think he played there against maybe Celtic at times. He came remember. on at left back against Hamilton and kept us up basically. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go for him because I don't think anyone else has really been that outstanding in that position. Yeah, for me it was between uh, Lakin and Hielda. Yeah, I went for Hielda. Yeah, for yeah, that's a fair shout, and he was good. Um, yeah, that's tough actually between those two. I'm not sure. Um. Hielda was, um, 
he was like he was i think you can tell he's going to be a top player um maybe not quite virgil van dyke like yogi Hughes seems to think but um i think his weaknesses were pretty pronounced at center back and i think left back took those away brought out his best so i th- but the thing is i think i, th- I think laken deserves a place in the team so i think i'm going to have to go laken yeah, I think oh, I think overall, I think from for what they contribute to the team, I think Lakin probably does deserve it more. All right, is that all three of us gone, Lakin? Um, yeah, I actually was going to put him somewhere else in the team, but fair enough. All oh, right, put him okay. In there. okay. Well, we'll put him at left back, right back position. Uh, two pretty solid. In fact, I, I I nearly forgot. I wrote down for every position every player that um played there or roughly there over the course of the year. So I guess for right back, you could have Naismith, Clark. I think those are going to be two of the big ones. You could have Keith Watson, Connor Randall, or even Regan Charles Cook, who played there. But I think it's safe to say it's between two. Yeah, I actually forgot about Harry Clark, to be honest. So I wrote down Naismith, but I'm interested to see what you think about the difference between him and Clark. I think Clark's been better. I think he has been better. Because... Naismith was a massive signing. Like he's such such a good player, but at the same time, he did frustrate me a little bit. Like he was good. He was like a solid six, seven out of ten every week. But um he'd pick the long ball uh, a bit too much for me. But the thing is, Naismith um made my team anyway because of another position. But I think Naismith's a hundred percent like worthy of it. It's just that if it was just for like right back position, I'd go with Clark for this year. But I've gone with Naismith. I think for me, mine would be is it Jason Nate? If it was Jason Naismith first time round at County, Jason Naismith. No, not it's not even close. Jason Naismith second time round wasn't as good. He was still good and he was our best defender, but wasn't as good. So for me, Harry Clark. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. Harry Clark's been immense, so I've got no arguments there. Harry Clark. And he's got one thing that Naismith has never done for us. He scores goals as well. Yeah, they they both love to go forward, but in, in a kind of different way, I guess, because Naismith was always sort of seen as a crosser, but Harry Clark's a lot more direct and sort of will just shoot or will just square it or do the yeah. easy thing. So, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy with Clark winning. Okay. Um yeah, I could go. I was going to have... I, I'll spoil the next bit. I was going to have Clark as one of the centre-backs, but if you're wanting to move us as a right-back, then... Oh, really? Means... Yeah. Well, I think... Well, I mean, yeah, just to have him in there, I think that would be fair to fit him and Naismith in, but if he's actually playing a centre-back, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah. Are we going for, like, tactics? or? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I think the two centre-backs that I've got both merit a place in the team anyway. To be honest, there is another centre back besides the other other one I've got that merits a place. If that makes sense, Do yeah. Well, we're... also like, right? We're being way too we're being way too vague here, right? You go first, All right? I'll let Will go first. So I've gone centre halves. I've gone for Yakovetti and Baldwin. I've gone the exact oh. same. Oh and, and it, wow! Okay. It really screams how bad we are at the back that 
Baldwin's had about six good games for us and is straight in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to have, if it wasn't Clark, I'd have had Yakoviti and Morris. Morris? Yeah, he got injured Ooh. towards the tail end, but I thought, like, in his in his final games for us, he was really good. Um, he... If, if he'd yeah, been a bit the... less injury-prone, Yes. I think so. Yeah, I think he's good enough to be in there, but he was just—he could never get a run of games together. That was a problem. True, but in in my in my eyes, the ones he did play has been better than Baldwin. Wow, that's big. That's a big shout. I think I don't think I can look past Baldwin for this. To be honest, I think he's been a bit of a revelation. I think he's, you know, he's he's could be if he keeps up this form, he could be on his way to emulating that sort of Andrew Davies persona, who's. Just a bit of a monster at the back and will lead and will head and kick everything that comes his way. Fair enough. I'll have Jack Baldwin in there to manifest that beautiful sounding future. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully I've not cursed him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we've got a back line then. Yeah, we do. So we've got um, Laidlaw, Lake and Yekoviti, Baldwin and Clark. It's quite a nice back line, actually. Yeah. Could start with that any week. Right, this is probably where it gets a bit more mental, doesn't it? Yeah. So I can, mean... I, can I just name every player that has played in a central oh, position? Oh, gosh, in the we're going to be here for hours. <laughs> yeah. You, you're not going to name so... Stephen Kelly, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got... So every player that's played in a central position is Spittle, Vigers, Draper, Kelly, Andrew, Harry Payton, Charlie Lakin... Tilson, Cancola, Alex Robertson, Callaghan, and Jack Burrows. Wow, well, it's definitely not Jack Burrows. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I feel bad now. Didn't um, Michael Gardine play him certainly feel at one point as well for one game? Against Cali, I think he did, actually. Yeah, so... So that was... I, an... Part of me was trying to... I want to try and fit Midge in because he's a legend, but how does he get ahead of like, Hungbone and Regan Charles Cook? And I couldn't find a way. I mean, the two sermons I wrote down, I kind of just wrote them down instinctively. Um, so I don't really know, but uh, Ian Vigers, for me, obviously, I'm going to put him in because everyone knows I love him. So I'm going to put Ian Vigers because I do think he was really good last season, especially towards the end of last season. Um, and the way he controlled the game was just really, really beautiful. Um, and I'll put Harry Payton just because he's probably been the most consistent and been in the team the most. Um, he's been good. He's not. He's not really had a set of match. He's been like, wow, he's so good or that. To be honest, I've got. I've gone for the exact same. Though I, I share your frustration. We don't really have like a. We don't really have. We still don't really have a goal scoring centre mid. I know Calcan was supposed to be that, and he has scored goals like more than you'd expect from a county midfielder in recent years. Um, but from a ten goal midfielder in that Hamilton side, you're looking for a bit more from him. So, yeah, I've gone with Vigers and Harry Payton. Well, guess, what are you thinking? I guess I'm the odd man out here. I've gone for a midfield three. Um, and I've gone for Vigers, Spittle and Tilson. Oh, Tilson. Tilson's a shout, you know. I do I do respect the Tilson pick. Tilson is a shout. I, I, to be fair, I think Spittle will probably get into mine just in a further advanced position. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to name him as well in a midfield. 
Um, I mean, uh, tossing up between Peyton and Tilly is quite hard because... The only reason I wouldn't have John Tilson is that he's consistent every week um, and he's consistently pretty good, but his weaknesses, I think, show um, every time, especially against... Well, for everyone that's against better opposition, but especially against like quicker midfielders, if, if, if a team's playing one-touch, two-touch passing, a lot of the times you'll be caught chasing shadows. Um, I think he's got a good reading of the game. He's up there in interceptions in the league for a reason. Um, but I think when it comes to people running at him, he can crumble a little bit. And I think Harry Payne's better at that side of the game and more consistent in other areas as well. So that's why I've gone for him. I think I'll have to go for Payne just because I just that's who I wrote down instinctively of thinking about settlements who've been good over the last year. Yeah, fair enough. So have we um so so we've got Vigers and Harry Payton locked in. Yeah. Who so uh, have we got three one or a different formation? Yeah, I've got three and then a striker. Okay. I yeah. This is where it gets difficult for me. <laughs> so I've got one locked in. I've got one locked in as well, and that's it. And that's Joe Hungbo. Oh. He's he's gotta be locked in for me. Yeah. I've gone for a four three three and Hungbo's locked in as well, so it might be a different position to what you guys have, so yeah, I've got I've gone for well, pretty much a four three three or a four four two three one, however you want to look at it. I've gone I've gone for that. I've gone spittle locked in. Okay, yeah, I, I I'll can I'm happy to do that. Lock spittle in and I'm in a in a central will be for me. But and well you I'm have also him in a midfield, which is fine. After consider after like thinking about it, I am gonna lock in Regan Charles Cook after this as well. I think yeah, I think well who's it really between? It's between for me, um, it's between Gardine and Hungbo. It's, it's, oh, really? I think I would, I would say it's more between Gardine and Charles Cook. And I think Charles Cook's form this season has obviously been better than what Gardine has been in the last year for County. Um, Jermaine Hilton, <laughs> another well, winger. I think if, 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 is, is it peak Gardine against, against Regan Charles Cook? It's probably still Gardine, but yeah. l- last season's Gardine against Regan Charles Cook. It's not even a contest. It's Regan Charles Cook. I think yeah, I agree. I, think I suppose. It, I think it has. I to think be. Um, yeah, Gardine was Gardine's decline was. He was. I think last season he was the best dribbler at the club. His decline in pace was noticeable. I think. I think you are right. Charles Cook has become so much more like tight and almost concise. If that makes sense in his dribbling, like he's he's less likely to put it out of play. To put it bluntly. Um, and he's got that pace that um, Michael Gardine lost. Um, the reason I'd say it's between Gardine and Hungbo, they're the only two players in that front three with half a season each. And I think Hungbo has torn teams apart. Um, so I think I will put him in. But I think Michael Gardine's contribution towards the end of the season can't go unnoticed. I think at the start of the season, he was... A bit iffy. Um, well, that's a bit harsh. Uh, the entire team was an absolute mess at the end of the Cats, which is also another sad thing. But he got a goal against Kilmarnock. He, uh, there was another game where he played really well in off the left. 
it might have been against Dundee United. I'm not really sure. But then he got that goal against Motherwell as well. Um, but the more I think about it, Joe Hungbo has been absolutely taking the piss. So that was really long-winded. So I guess I'm going to have to go with Hungbo. I will say, I, th- I think in terms of how they play, Regan Charles Cook is more like a Gardine kind of player. Like the goal that he set up against Hearts was a very Gardine goal. Just having that wee couple of yards of space, we can use that first couple of yards of pace to whip in a wee cross for White to get the knock on. Whereas Hungbo is more of a, a Mullen kind of winger. He generally just blasts you with his pace and you can't stop him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm, and I'm happy with those two going out wide, I think. And Spittle too, going yeah. in there. I think they've got to be. Imagine if we kept Josh Mullen. I, do you know what? I kind of wish we did, but then on the other hand, I kind of wish we just sold him when he was getting linked with like one million moves away. Now he's played for Harlem. Was he linked to like... He was like, well, like was... Le- it was Lech Poznan or something like that. Some, yeah, some team in Poland. Team, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. And, and like, then we dropped were... him, stuck him on the bench for like six months and no one wanted him. Yeah. We stuck him on the bench for Lee Irwin off the right. I hope, I hope like, like, yeah, we had, we had, um, we had Ross Stewart on the left, Lee Irwin on the right. <laughs> Billy McKay through the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Got us the one nil, the the consecutive one nil at the start of the season that left us all thinking we were off to Europe. <laughs> Lee Irwin Lee on the wing just makes me cry, quite frankly. Uh, Lee Irwin just makes me cry. <laughs> Let's move on. So, have we gone for Charles Cook and Humbo off the wings? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up front for me, it's a toss up, and I think. Uh, to be, uh, you go first, honestly. It, well, if you have it decided, then if you don't, then I'll. Um, I, I've gone for Jordan White. I think yeah. over the, obviously came in in January. We're needing January again. I think if you're looking at that as a whole year, um, he scored a fair, a decent amount of goals. Been fairly good. Obviously dropped off form and. And certain parts of this season, but I don't really know who else you could look to other than Billy Mackay, who's only you'd only be looking at half a season. Um, so I think over the course of the year, I think it's kind of got to be white, to be honest. The other option would be Ollie Shaw, who got one more goal than uh, Mackay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm saying he should be in there, but I'm just saying he got one more goal than Mackay. I didn't even think about Ollie Shaw, to be honest. The reason I'd partner, well, I'm not, I'm not partnering anyone. What I'm talking about, um, the reason why I'm like truly 50 50 in this is that remember when Jordan White came in and John Hughes was like bigging up, um, Jordan White's partnership with one of the other strikers because that's the kind of striker he was in his, in his eyes. I don't think it can be undervalued how like. I'm not sure brilliant is the right word. It, anyway, like, whatever. How amazed I was when... Well, Billy McKay is a great striker. We know this. He's established. I, I'm not doing a good job of explaining this. He was chosen to partner Jordan White over Ali Shaw, who was banging them in at the tail end of 2020 with, uh, obviously, that brace against Aberdeen. And if a striker like that, at that age, continues that form for you, um, you're not only thinking about staying up you're thinking about a, a decent fee from a bigger from a bigger club 
so for that faith to be put in Billy McKay, regardless of the goals he was he was banging in um, last season when he got back in the team, uh, can't really understand. I don't think that was really convoluted. I'm sorry, but I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Yeah, mate. It, it does. does. Yeah, it is really tough <clears throat> because you know, as we said earlier, we've not had a striker this season who's been continually scoring goals. It's been very stop-start, very here and there. Even in terms of who plays, it's been very here and there. So, I'm, I am torn, to be honest. I'm going Jordan White, though. I think I think uh, he did well enough la- last season. He hasn't been doing great this season, but he's still got a goal here and there. Um, so, I think that puts him over Mackay for me. Well, what are you saying? Alex Samuel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's one of the ones that it's really hard to say because um, Jordan White and and Billy McKay are very different strikers, but they both work really, really hard. If if, If nothing's going wrong, they'll both run the channels, they'll both drop deep, they'll both do pretty much everything that's outside the box to score. I'll probably go with Jordan White because he's even though he doesn't win things in the air, he, he's so big and so awkward that he makes defenders make mistakes sometimes. Um, I would possibly put in as a second, as a third choice, Ollie Shaw, but then I don't know if I've, we've got the players to play the way he'd want to play. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Jordan White. Jordan White, yeah. Towards the end with Ollie Shaw, which I thought was a little disappointing, is that his... Um... His hold-up play and playing there didn't approve at all. When he wasn't scoring, he was pretty much dead weight, which was a real shame because he's a really natural goal scorer. Yeah, but we were hammering long balls at a guy that's five foot ten against centre half, so it was six foot four. This <laughs> that's is like, well, that's, and that's what Kamara could do with him as well right now, actually. So, yeah, to be yeah, to be fair, he's he doesn't shoulder all the blame for that. That was like an outrageous way to play. I couldn't believe what I was watching. That concludes the team, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm just uh, writing our combined team down on a bit on, on um, a bit of paper. So we've got uh, Laidlaw and goals. What sidetrack? Do you reckon? Um, I think Maynard Brewer was injured or got COVID or something for the game against Hearts. Do you think Laidlaw keeps his place? To be honest, I don't think he does. I don't think Malcolm McKay will do it, but if it was up to me, you know what you know what I think. But I, yeah, I agree. Do you know what? I, I, I don't think Laidlaw did much wrong, did he? Really? He didn't do much wrong, but I don't think he looked very assured either. And I guess that's probably not through any fault of his own because he's not played a game in in so long, basically since the very very start of the season. But I would like to see him keep his place, but I just don't think he will. I think, you know, you're taking goalies on loan for a reason because they need to play games. So I think I think Malky will probably stay true to his man in Maynard Brewer. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't think... Uh, my New Year's resolution has to be, like, stop picking on Maynard Brewer. Um, so, yeah, to be fair, I'm not going to argue too much. But I think uh, Laidlaw, if you were being picky, was like a little bit like obviously near post for the first for the first goal it is like crazy one-on-one there's no help from the defense last season he might have stuck a leg out but um yeah apart from that anyway rest of the team <coughs> sorry uh Iacovitty Baldwin at center back fullbacks we've got uh at left back Charlie Lincoln last season's lone player now at Burton we have we share a lot of players with Burton over our history 
Um, Harry Clark at right back. Uh, two in the middle, Ian Vargas and Harry Payton. Th- three in front. Uh, Spill in the middle, Charles Cook on the left, Hungbo off the right, and John White up top. And that's your team of the year. Lovely team. Happy with that, yeah. Think on your feet, manager of the year. Oh, John Hughes. John Hughes. Just, just for keeping us up, John Hughes. I think, yeah, fair it, enough. I think in terms of results and stuff like that, it could be Malky soon, depending on where we finish this season. But it's got to be Yogi just for that turnaround yeah. last year. In terms if, of consistency, to be fair, it's definitely Malky. That's that's true. Yeah, we're consistent. Um, we consistently lost for a while, and now we're consistently picking up points. So, if if Yogi yeah. relegates Dunfermline as well as Falkirk as he did, then he's super manager of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. What next? My notes are an absolute mess this this week. By the way, um, have I missed something, or are we straight onto questions? I think we're straight onto questions. I'm pretty yeah, sure I we haven't are. Missed yeah. anything. I, think so. I haven't like gone past anything important um um all right so let's go first questions from yourself will it's a will any of our loan signings be back next season if they could be other than the obvious two maybe three who would you take back oh other than the obvious three well um, obvious two other than the obvious two I'd probably take Maynard Brewer back, to be honest. I think he's showing a good level of development. Um, I'm trying to think. That, that's that's probably it, to be honest. I think my I think the three I, went, I said were would be um, Hungbo, Clark, and I was hinting at maybe Vokins because he's looking quite oh, promising yeah, okay. now. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I'd right. try, I'd, I, yeah, yeah, I'd take I'd take Vokins back. Yeah. I um I don't think any of them will come back. To be fair. Um, I think uh, the one looking nearest to county level is Burroughs. <laughs> and uh, Burroughs, for, um, I'm not going to say for whatever reason, that's really harsh. He's obviously shown something to be in the Scotland South and be so highly rated at Coventry, but um, I, he's highly rated there. They might send him somewhere else in England or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah, he's not really, I think it's just, he's not really found his feet here at all. I think that's safe to say. He's in the same boat as uh, Robertson as well from Man City. He's very highly rated apparently with them and just for us, he's just not looked that great when he's come on. Yeah. Two halves of the season though, fingers crossed. Yeah, that's true. Still time to turn them around. Going to need every member of the squad if uh, people don't start getting recalled from like a game game time and stuff. Very Um, true. What next? From Rory McDonald, what sort of position and what would the state of the team be if we kept Hughes instead? That's a, it's a good question, that. And I would... I Certainly wouldn't have Hungbo and Clark. Probably not, yeah. We'd probably have, like, Aaron Doran or someone. <laughs> Robbie Muirhead. But yeah, we'd have, <laughs> we'd have Stephen Lawless, probably. Because he was a free agent and you just signed him. I think, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, uh, to be fair, I'd, I don't want to be too harsh. I think we'd probably be in roughly the same position because results under Hughes were a lot more inconsistent. You know, some weeks we'd win a massive game and lose a couple when here and there. So I think we'd probably be in around 10th still. Um, I know under Malky, we've been a lot more consistent. We had a really bad start, but now we've started to turn it around and we're consistently picking up points. So I think the pattern of how we've 
played would have been a lot different. I think we would have started better, but we would have probably tailed off here and there and would have been very inconsistent. I think I don't the biggest think... difference... Sorry, on you go. On you go. Uh, sorry. I don't think um, Yogi's recruitment would have been as good, but, but I don't think he would have gotten rid of um, so many players, which means the team would have taken less time to gel, I think. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. But then how many players from last season were an improvement of what we've got right now? That That's the problem. I mean, and he did bring in uh, your lad from France, was it Mauché, whatever his name was? Mm, Who yeah. just disappeared, no, okay. so. Yeah. It's it's yeah, hard to say. I'd, I think we'd probably be at the same thing, about 10th, 9th, 11th, around that kind of area. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. To be fair, it, it's, it's been pretty close. Um, Roy McDonald, um, Roy, full name, sorry, um, said best and worst result of the year. Now, the one I forgot was game of the year. So we should do that first and then go on to worst. So I had a couple of nominees for game of the year. If you, if you have any to add, then uh, you can. I've lost the page where I wrote them down. Here they are. Um, so 1-0 win against Celtic. Uh, 2-1 against Motherwell that kept us up. The game before that, 2-1 against Hamlin at home. Four, that's, that game wasn't this year. Why did they put that one down? Wait, was What game was it? Versus that, 4-1 versus Aberdeen was definitely not 2021. It was... Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was, it was early January. It was like mid-January. Was it? Yeah, because uh, Hilton scored. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll look no, Hilton was signed in October. Hilton no, was it was because it was uh, Shaw scored, then uh, Lacken scored, and then Hilton scored, and I think actually no, did Ollie Shaw get a double? It was. It was mid mid January. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it definitely was January. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So four one against Aberdeen then, and then uh, one one I put in that might be a bit contentious. I'm not sure. Was the three two against Kilmarnock? That was. In fact, I don't think it's contentious. I remember we were talking about that. That's like biggest game of the season so far. Three two at home against Kelly. Yeah, um, I think oh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I'm I'm between two uh, one against Motherwell to keep us up and five 0 against Dundee. How the hell do they? Yeah, five 0 against Dundee. I'm really ignore me. Um, I'd probably go. Um. You know what? I'm going to pick 5-0 against Dundee because it gives me hope for 2022. Yeah, I'm the same. I think it really sparks our sort of turnaround in form. I think it's, it's got a massive part to play. We absolutely battered them. So, yeah, I'll go for that. I did have one other one in my head, but I've just double-checked it and it actually was in 20. It was in a... I was thinking of the one that we, we beat Hibs 2-0 down in a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben Edinburgh, and that was the that because that, that came out of absolutely nowhere. We'd been hammered like for like six games in a row, and then we just beat Hibs at Easter Road. Um, that was nice. But, that was like ten days after Cats got sacked. Yeah, but I'm probably going to go for how it, for watching it in, in disbelief would probably us beating Dundee five nil. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Brilliant game. Also, shout out to us being the final nil in the coffin of Neil Lennon's second tenure at Celtic. Yes, that was fantastic too. Yeah, Twitter was brilliant like that night. <laughs> um, worst result of the year, I don't think there's anything else. 
That's tough. Um, I, I, I think it's a no-brainer, but I'll let you go first. Do you want? Oh, how's how's that a no-brainer? I'm trying to think. Was it Cali? Ah, uh, I was gonna say was the Derby in 2021. It was, yeah. Yeah, I no. Uh, that performance that was, was dreadful. The performance, the the false hope of going one nil up. Uh, yeah. a getting spun off Daniel Mackay. Uh, the the na- <clears throat> how narrow Michael Gardine was playing attack in mid, Lakin was playing just behind him, who was expected to stretch out to left mid as well as center mid. Kelly was Kelly was linking up with Vigers in the middle of the pitch, go, both going at like two miles an hour running up the pitch. It was just, I think, that yeah, was... yeah, I think, I think I'll go for that. I can't, I'm trying to think of other games where we've been bad. We've been bad in a lot of games, but we were bad then. And I think because it was against Cali, just, uh-huh. yeah, tears. That game was us making Nikolai Todorov look like a competent top flight center half. That was, it was awful from, from start to finish, even we scored. And, and then from second half, from the start of the second half onwards, it was all Cali. They could have done us by more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We couldn't get our foot on the ball at all. And plus, the, if the game wasn't bad enough, we had to deal with Twitter afterwards. So that was a fun place to yeah, be. We had to deal with the Widest Shuffle podcast. Yeah. That was... I don't blame them. We'd do the same if we did it to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course we would. But it doesn't make it any more fun. No. <laughs> We're just waiting for our moment for when we can do it to them. <laughs> I know. Hopefully, it doesn't take us getting relegated for that to happen. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> here's a big one that I've left to the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Jay Lender. Given Staggy's used very public opposition to Malcolm McKay's appointment as manager in the summer, are you happy with what he's done so far? Right. Okay. Can I answer this question first, please? Yeah. 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 Go for it. Um, it's a it's a yes from me, but but. Big butt. Um, that doesn't change my original opinion, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. if... How do I put this? I'm not calling for him to get sacked now because that's completely unrealistic in the face of how he's doing on the pitch. But if if I could wake up tomorrow and have someone else be manager of Ross County and be doing roughly the same, I would have absolutely zero qualms. Yeah, but he's done a good job. Yeah, it, I'd be I'd be an idiot to deny that. I think yeah. Again, I'm just at the time. I'm not. I'm just when he was appointed, we all had our views, um, and our, and my views still stay the same. Um, you know what he did will always be there. That's something that's you know that's never going to go away. We're always going to know about it. We're always going to think about it, and it's always going to have a bearing on how well we do. And it's always going to have a bearing on how other clubs look at us um, and how our own fans look at the team and look at the squad and the manager. Um, to answer the question that Jay Lander asked, are you happy with what he has done so far? Yes, of course, because we're doing really well at the moment. I think we did start really badly, but we've turned it right around and we actually look like a team that can go and push up the league. Um, you know, I mean, Ramsey, you could probably add to this. In terms of, you know our public views that, that we that we had. I wouldn't say that they've changed. I would just say that, you know, we've become more 
I don't want to say accepting. We've become more, um, what am I trying to say? We've become more, you know, adjust to the fact that, you know, he is the manager and, you know, he's, we're here, gonna, to he's, 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 he's here to stay. And we're, you know, no, I, like I said, that's always going to be there. The racism and, and things like that, it's always going to be there. Um, but we're still going to support the team because it's the team that we love. It's the team that we grew up watching. So, I think our our views remain the same, but are we happy with what he's done so far? Yes, and on a personal note, I do think he is doing quite a lot to build to to you know build and repair relationships with the fans. You know, even this morning, that sort of letter that he's put out, um, he seems very connected and enthused by the uh, the young boys in the singing section. He seems to connect with them a lot, and I think you know they they sort of bounce off that. So, I I do I'll, I will take my hat off and say you know. It, it, he, you can see that he is he is doing a bit to to try and repair those relationships and views that were um sort of not not content at the start of the season yeah and uh he's made more progress than, than i thought he would based on his like somewhat closed off interviews when he was appointed so i have to give him credit for that um and also sorry will uh, before i um let you speak i'm just gonna say um at the start i know i was like oh i'm not um like going to like away county games home county games obviously i like reported them but like in the jail and etc um and there came a certain point where i was like right i can sit and sulk and snap at everyone with a different opinion on twitter and like go back and forth all day but um it's tiring uh um and it makes me look like a bit of a knob so i might as well just get on with it like everyone else does because as we said earlier he's here to stay uh will uh, sorry, we've been talking for ages. What are you thinking? No, sorry. Um, I think I'm generally in, in a similar kind of boat as you two guys. I mean, I was very anti Malty McCoy when he joined, not just because of the whole how many isms you want to chuck onto his, his previous record, but the fact that the last time I watched the Malky McKay team was his uh, Wigan sides and his Cardiff sides, and they were not fun to watch. So I expect him to come up and play very attritional football, but in his defence, he's not. He's played very, very open football, very attacking football. And it does seem to be that like he did that thing a, a couple of weeks back. Was it the, the laces thing that he came out and came support the with as well? The laces thing, I think. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I mean, that's all that most of us wanted from him was to say, look, I'm really sick my past, X, Y, Z. I'm really sorry. I'm a changed person. Judge me from now. And yeah, maybe. So from, from the minute, you know, in terms of footballing, no complaints whatsoever at all. And maybe he's slowly winning me over. So hopefully it will continue. You know, yeah. So far I'm I'm getting on so I'm getting on board. And um, you know, I've never stopped supporting county, but maybe it's just taking some time. That's the thing. I think the only other thing I want to add is just that, you know, we're never gonna not support county. Obviously, you can we can have views um about who's in charge and, and what they've done in the past. Um and you and you know, people can take whatever stances they want. Um, against or for it and people can argue all the same but at the end of the day we're going to support county and we're going to get behind the players get behind the team and you know when he was appointed yeah we we had those views and I think they still stand Um, and they, most of the time they probably always will I think it's safe to say just because of what happened uh, but you know just to reiterate I think Malky McKay is slowly doing the right things to repair those to repair those damages that he had to his career. And like you said, with the rainbow laces and stuff, I think if he keeps coming out and openly speaking about stuff like that and openly connecting with the fans in a 
in a personal way, then I think he could be on board to to win in m- most people back over. Well said. Um, to end the podcast off, should I should I read the should I read the letter from the man himself? Yeah, go for it. I'll go for it. Yeah, because I'm yeah. not actually yeah, I'm so, not read at all. Yeah. So if you haven't read it, this is Malcolm McKay's New Year's message. Um, firstly, I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and I wish you a very prosperous 2022. As I'm sure you can imagine, we are frustrated that we didn't have you with us at Tynecastle and we will see what the future holds, but together we have been stronger and that has certainly translated onto the park and into our players. I would like to thank each and every person who has rallied behind our team this year. It would be remiss of me not to mention our band of youngsters in the Jalen that have really galvanized and grown in recent weeks. Your support, both at home and on the road, has been incredible, and I'm really delighted to see those numbers increasing. Our players really feed off our fans, so thank you and keep it coming. Our recent challenge was to get back into the pack in the league by the winter break. That target has now been achieved, and as we enter 2022, it is vitally important that we continue to build and grow the momentum of recent weeks. There's no doubt we will have to add to the squad, and it's important that we find players who fit into the culture that we now have in our dressing room. Our players can expect a commitment from myself and our staff to help improve them on the pitch, be pushed to achieve their goals and enjoy the journey ahead. In return, we expect the highest standards of both of those that wear the Ross County badge, both on and off the pitch, dedication to being the best they can be, leading by example and carrying themselves in a manner befitting top professionals. If our players put everything into our club, then they can be assured of that natural warm highland welcome from our friends who will take them into their hearts. Finally, I would like to thank our players and club staff, along with Chief Executive Stephen Ferguson and Chairman Roy McGregor for their incredible support and dedication to our project. We may not be the biggest team, but we are united in our continued commitment to inspire and pursue excellence at Ross County FC. This is just the start of our journey together, and I believe if we are bold, embrace our challenges, and stay strong, we can write the next chapter in our club's history. Remember, Ross County is more than just a football club. I look forward to seeing you all hopefully soon. In the meantime, have a happy and healthy new year. Best wishes, Malky. It's very, it's very, you know, it's, it seems very personal. I, I, I do. I think it's, I think it's very good. That's a very good, um, very good letter. Yeah, I think that's yeah. very, uh, you know, the, the, I think that's pretty damn good, actually. Yeah, I'm quite happy with yeah. that. And I think that's the first time, you know, you know, no other manager's really done that. I've not really seen that. Roy McGregor's done a couple, but a, a manager to to step forward and do that again, got to say fair play. Yeah, it's not the first he said about um everyone in the jail end either. Yeah, definitely not. He said it in multiple interviews. So yeah, um, yeah, kudos. Um, so is that everything? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well. Um, yeah, I hope you had a very good Christmas and uh, I hope you have a happy new year as well. Uh, just to say, this was 2021. I had to think about that for a while. For, for uh, <laughs> some reason, this is the year we started our podcast. So um, thanks everyone who's listened from everyone who's listened, turn it on for 10 seconds or listened the whole way through. Um, yeah, thanks for your support. It's been amazing uh, starting a podcast. So soon after we started the website as well, it's um, been good to grow and talk about the good and the bad so yeah just thanks for listening really yeah thank you very much i just want to echo the same i think there's definitely gonna be more to come from us and uh, next year we're gonna we're gonna try and nail it down be more consistent and keep the podcast coming all right um yeah uh see you next year or week or 
month or yeah <laughs> bye <laughs>